This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of the Go 24-7 podcast. I'm Billy Embody. Thanks for being with us as we preview Mississippi State coming to Baton Rouge to kick off LSU's 2020 season. But first, Sonny Ship joins me for this kind of newsy little portion of the podcast, which is Tyler Shelvin formally announcing that he is opting out of the 2020 college football season and beginning to prepare for the NFL draft. And Sonny, we don't really need to spend too much time with this. I, I think after Neil Farrell opted back in and things kind of quieted down on Tyler Shelvin. Everybody just assumed he was still going to opt out and not play. He closes the closes the door on his uh, LSU career uh, on uh, Thursday with a uh, Twitter post with with an edit and everything. Yeah, I mean, two weeks ago, or uh, two Tuesdays ago, Ed Orgeron said that he had not spoken to Shelvin personally since he since he opted out, and, and that was a sign right there. And then again, this past Tuesday, Orgeron said he still hadn't talked to Shelvin, hadn't talked to his family again or anything. So, you know, I, I think the writing was on the wall. And, you know, I, I, I question I question how much thought he really gave it, you know, how much he was really thinking about coming back and all because, you know, from the, from the get-go, once he opted out, uh, it just seemed like he had – it seemed like he had kind of cut off communication with, you know, not only Coach Orgeron, also some close to him in that the decision was made. He knew it didn't sit well with uh, with a lot of, you know, with, with several in his inner circle. But, hey, it is what it is. Now, uh, now everybody can kind of move on. And the Tyler Shelvin rumors are officially over until the NFL Combine. <laughs> you, you don't think he'd opt out of the combine but um anyway uh, <laughs> he needs to he needs to be there for that i would think um but no I'm, I'm, I'm anxious to see what that forward i'm anxious to see him running that 40 oh there's no way he's gonna yeah. run that 40 <laughs> no <laughs> but you know good good for tyler to finally close the door on it i mean obviously somebody that we were really high on in recruiting and and you know was an lsu bama uh, battle for him uh, and, and he opts to go to LSU and stay in Louisiana. Uh, and now he's heading off to the NFL. So best of luck to him moving forward. It was, uh, it was just a interesting kind of short LSU career for him, but um, best of luck moving forward. And now on to real football and, and what we're going to be spending most of our weekend and have been spending most of our week talking about, which is LSU welcoming Mississippi state to tiger stadium, two thirty central kickoff on CBS Sonny, let's let's lead off with this. LSU has to prepare for a coaching staff that comes from Washington State with Mike Leach, and everybody knows the air raid. And like Ed Ogeron said, the air raid's coming to town, and it certainly is. And they've got a new quarterback in KJ Costello. They've got a lot of new faces on that roster, and they have a new defensive coordinator, of course, on on deck as well that they have to prepare for from San Diego State. 
what do you think about the preparation just overall that LSU's had to put into this without having any sort of film or any sort of guess about what exactly they're, you know, having to deal with in, uh, uh, in Tiger Stadium on Saturday? Yeah, I, I think with I think Mike Leach probably adds a little bit more to that just simply because his his air raid passing attack is well documented. He you know uses every square inch of the field, shuffles in a lot of receivers, plays a lot of guys on the offensive side of the ball. And so that 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 makes them have to, you know, have to scout and have to evaluate a lot more. But like Ed Orgeron said, Ed Orgeron said, look, we weren't able to do a lot during the spring. We had a lot of time to where we couldn't do anything except watch film. Uh, the analysts did such a good job last year of scouting opponents with more time this year. Uh, you know that the regular staff members also had a lot of time to do that. So I, I think LSU is going to go into this game with it as, as good of an idea as, as another team could possibly have in a situation like this. But like you mentioned, you know, you have to scout Washington State. You have to scout uh, San Diego State and what Zach Arnett did when he was the defensive coordinator there. You've got to go back, you've got to look, and you've got to scout the personnel. And scouting the personnel is kind of tough when you basically when you consider that Mississippi State has five guys returning. They've got a, a graduate transfer quarterback in, in K.J. Costello who uh, who started, uh, I want to say it was like 25 games while he was at Stanford. So they've got to go back. They've got to look at his film. And then they only have two starters back on offense uh, slated to play this weekend on Saturday. And so that trying to scramble to try to find some, some film uh, of when some of these second-team guys got in last year, uh, that that's tough, but the good thing about it is, like they said, they had a lot of time to do that, and they feel good about their preparation. Yeah, one guy that they've got to prepare for and have been preparing for is Kylan Hill, really talented running back. Ed Ogeron, I, I believe he said, felt like he was the the best running back that they faced last year. Could could be wrong on that, um, but he he anyway he just dished out uh, the praise to him and and uh, is really high on on his ability, and he's somebody that is going to see a lot of touches. Mike Leach loves to get his running backs the ball in the passing game. And, you know, Mike Leach's offense are a little underrated in terms of how well they they run the football at times, dating back to his Texas Tech days. So uh, the defense has its hands full with Kylan Hill, but if they can shut him down or at least slow him down a little bit, uh, this is a team that right now doesn't have the, the horses at receiver to step up for K.J. Costello, I would think. Uh, facing a secondary that includes Derek Stingley and some of the other talented guys LSU has. Yeah, and I'm anxious to see. I'm anxious to see how Leach uh, uses Kylan Hill. Uh, you know, I know some on the state side that they point to to how Leach used his feature running back last year uh, that caught 86 passes, did not run the ball a lot. But when you look at Kylan Hill. Kylan Hill, the number three, uh, the number three rusher in the SEC last year, the leading returning rusher in the conference. His forte is running the ball, and so how is that going to, you know, how is it going to translate? How are they going to be able to get him the ball? Because the guy that they had last year, and, great, and granted, Mike Leach's offenses, they are good at getting the ball to the running backs, but a lot of the, in, in a lot of years, he's got that type of back who has experience catching the ball 
who's shifty in space, who can, you know, who, who can make plays. And I'm just anxious to see how Kylan Hill fits into, fits into that equation. There's no question that he is a, that, that he is a good running, a very good running back who will go on and get drafted and, and should have a good career in the NFL. But that's quite a bit of an adjustment for someone to make to, to go from, you know, earn, earning your, earning your bucks, running running between the tackles running off tackle to now all of a sudden having to be a factor a, mu- a much bigger factor in in the passing game i could even see leach as he gets acclimated and gets accustomed to his personnel i could even see him having some having some struggles and having some problems early on in the year just to get that right balance and to get that right fit to where he can put his players in the uh, in in the best position that they need to be in yeah, and I think defensively is probably where LSU is going to have, uh, at least scouting uh, the Mississippi State defense, is where LSU is going to have the most, uh, I guess, not struggles with, but let's call it struggles for lack of a better term, because you're marrying a, a new defensive staff in with players that LSU kind of already has a feel for in terms of the Mississippi State roster, but how they're going to be used, where they're going to be used, and what they're going to bring to the table is going to be I think something to really watch when LSU's offense takes the field with Miles Brennan making his first start. This is a game that I think LSU is going to win, is going to win relatively comfortably by. Uh, but at the same token, Miles Brennan is making his first start. You've got a lot of new faces on offense. They're going to have to be really dialed in uh, to make adjustments quickly and on the fly with this uh, defense they're going to be facing. Yeah, and Zach Arnett. I mean, he he he's one of the you know one of the top young off defensive coordinators in college football. He's only been a coordinator for two years though at San Diego State. Twenty eighteen, his defense was twenty uh, first in the country. Uh, last year, they were the number two unit in the country. Um, one of the you know the best at stopping the run. And it's an unconventional defense because they do they go with the three three five three down linemen three linebackers and then uh, five defensive backs, and they switch things up a lot. You know, sometimes I'll go to four-man fronts. Sometimes I'll go to two-man fronts, drop a, uh, drop a defensive lineman back to where they actually have a two, four, five. But the, the cornerstone of his defenses are that they are aggressive and blitz-heavy. He likes to blitz a lot, and he likes to blitz. He likes to blitz his linebackers. He likes to blitz his linebackers, and it helps them. It helps them when teams do run the ball that they can kind of, um, you know, keep everything between the tackles. And uh, you know, this is a uh, if you look when you look at when you look at mismatch areas where LSU could really capitalize. You have to look at the uh, at the pass catchers against the Mississippi State secondary. Mississippi State secondary is very, very undermanned. And then you look at LSU's off at LSU's starters. You've got three five stars. You got Terrace Terrace Marshall, Kayshawn Boutte, Boutte, five stars in the, uh, when they were recruited. Five star Eric Gilbert at tight end. And then of course you've got Racy McMath, a future NFL receiver right there. And so that it's just going to be very, very tough. But the matchup that you really circle, or at least that I circle, is anyone over on Eric Gilbert. You're talking about a 6'5", 250-pound tight end who caught over 100 balls in his senior year in high school last year. He is an advanced patch catcher, an advanced route runner. He's got that size. You put a safety on him, 
the safety is not going to be able to uh, to match up with the physicality of a 6'5", 250-pounder. You put a linebacker on him, the linebacker's not going to be able to match up with his route running, his ability to get separation. You put him in the um, – you know, you put him out in routes. So that's going to be a, uh, that, that's going to be a very, uh, you know, a very tough matchup for Zach Arnett and Mississippi State to, uh, to try to cope with. But, you know, the one thing that I know there's a lot of talk about, oh, Miles Brennan, Miles Brennan, how's Brennan going to do replacing Joe Burrow? I'm glad that Saturday's finally come because I think Miles Brennan is going to quiet a lot of his critics. Yeah, and it'll be uh, interesting to see kind of what Miles Brennan does on Saturday because there are just so many new faces on this offense, but there's a ton of talent. You mentioned Eric Gilbert. Uh, you've got Kayshawn Butte. You've got Race McMath. And then that's not even mentioning Terrace Marshall, who Ed Ogeron is, is ready for him to be, quote-unquote, the dog of the, of the, uh, of the group, really step up and, and be, uh, be what Jamar Chase was kind of expected to be because he's got that talent. We know he's got that talent. And then you look at the running back room with Chris Curry, Ty Davis-Price, John Emery, those three guys. I'll be interested to see the rotation with that group. But as we kind of wind down, I think, you know, previewing this game, what do you, what do you think the X factor is who, or who uh, is the X factor uh, in this game uh, on either side of the ball? Uh, for me on, uh, for LSU on, on offense, I think it's Eric Gilbert for the, for the reasons that I mentioned. I don't think there's anyone with Mississippi state who can match up with him. Um, Aaron Brule, who played his high school ball at Rumble, we're both very familiar with him. He plays well, will linebacker. He'll play will linebacker, uh, in this off in this defense and will start on Saturday. He could probably find himself on Eric Gilbert a little bit too much. But the thing with Aaron Brule is that he plays safety in high school. So he's got some uh, he's got some experience of dropping into coverage and and uh, that'd be an interesting matchup. But I think when I look at the defensive side of the ball, I'm not worried about LSU's corners or safeties matched up against state's uh, receivers. But the one that I circle is Jabril Cox when uh, covering Kylan Hill. When Kylan Hill when he uh, they try to get him to ball on screens because uh, Mike Leach runs a lot of screens to his running backs. They like the wheel route on real routes. Jabril Cox has a ton of speed. So I, and he played in the open field a lot at North Dakota state. So I think that's a very good matchup that, that, that LSU that does not put them in a bind at all. I believe Jabril Cox will have what it takes to, uh, to stay with Kylan Hill. And then of course you have Jacoby Stevens, who is another option uh, to, to play with Hill. But um, you know, those are the two X factors for me. Of course, you know, in, in a game like this, Miles Brennan, you definitely have to protect the football. You don't want him, you don't want to see him hurt his confidence in any way whatsoever. But uh, that's not really a concern for me. Yeah, I think my X factor for Mississippi State is going to be Tyrell Shavers. Uh, he's a new transfer receiver, big body guy from Alabama. Uh, and look, I think for Mississippi State to have any sort of success offensively, they've got to get something out of the receivers so that that can open things up for Kylan Hill. But on the flip side, I mean, he's probably there's a good chance Derek Stingley is going to draw that that matchup there on the outside, and uh, that's going to be really tough for Tyrell Shavers to. Uh, to handle. I mean, there's no no doubt about, no doubt about that. But if he can get going, that open things up for Mississippi State. I think for me, uh, the X factor is uh, is is Racy McMath. I think if you look at Racy McMath and he's quietly, obviously taken on this third receiver role, and then Jamar Chase opts out, Kayshawn Butte steps in there. We know what talent Jamar Chase and Terrace Marshall had. 
it's very difficult to play as a true freshman in the SEC, and those guys are two first-round pick-type talents. So I'm interested to see how Kayshawn Butte adjusts in his first game in the SEC and not having, of course, any tune-up for it, which is why I'm going to take Racy McMath as my X factor. If he can step up and, and really be productive opposite Terrace Marshall, I mean, that, that's boding really well for LSU's offense to really get going on Saturday. Yeah, and I, I think the, that is a good matchup that you mentioned, Terrell Shavers against Derek Stingley. You're talking about a 6'6", 200-pound uh, transfer from Alabama. Seldom used at Alabama last year, but still at 6'6", 200 pounds. Uh, Derek Stingley, 6'1", 195 pounds. You know, five inches is uh, is tough to make up, so that's a good one. Um, you know, Elias, Eli Ricks. Six three on the outside, uh, you know that's another good option to put on uh, to put on shavers too. So, I'm just excited. I'm I'm just excited that we finally have football. That uh, you know, Tiger Stadium is going to look different, but I think the one thing that uh, that will be familiar to fans is the intensity and the um, you know the attention to detail that this team has. I'm expecting that from both sides, and uh, you know, I guess it's time for some from predictions, man. What you uh, what you thinking? Oh, I've I've kind of struggled with this. I mean, the spread when I last saw it was at 17. I, I think we've seen some weird things in college football. I, I just think LSU finds a way to cover. I've heard, I've heard just that Mississippi State is going to be a team in full-blown transition this year. And, and I, I'm, I'm a big fan of K.J. Costello, but I'm just not sure he's going to be able to, to do enough uh, with Kylan Hill in that offense to, to keep this thing uh, you know, to, to score with LSU, because I do think LSU is going to be able to put some points on the board. Uh, give me, give me LSU 38, Mississippi state 20, just barely covering. Okay. Okay. All right. All right. Yeah. I, uh, you know, here, here's, here's a little fun fact is that in Mike Leach's in Mike Leach's losses to top 25 teams during his eight years at Washington state, his uh, his Cougar squads averaged giving up forty points a game, and um, you know that's the when we think of Mike Leach, I think one of the first things people think of is offense, and I think shortly after that, you think about porous defenses that he's had, and uh, you know the, the same emphasis that you see on offense, you don't really see on defense, and and I think Zach Arnett in running a three three five against LSU's offensive line that averages 322 pounds from left to right, that's going to be tough. That's going to be tough on those guys. Ed Orgeron said that the running game is the uh, is the strength of this line. He feels the offensive line is ahead of last year's group that was voted the uh, the top offensive line in college football. I think LSU moves the ball a lot. Pretty much it will. I think that drives get bogged down just because you see that the execution is not where it needs to be from the first game of the season and also for missing a spring. But um, I like LSU to cover. And, uh, you know, I think that 40 points that uh, that Leach's uh, defenses have given up, that's where I'm going, 40 to 20, with a with Mississippi State probably getting a late score to get up to reach that 20. Good stuff, Sonny. That stat was uh, really impressive. And it, look, if a lot of LSU fans are going to be happy if LSU puts up 40 in Miles Brennan's first start in the SEC. I mean, that's uh, that'd be big time. But uh, look, it's time to strap it up. Uh, ready for the board to be live uh, for a game day. And while it'll be certainly a different game day, we want you guys out there to enjoy it for sure. 
I know we will. We'll be locked in at 2.30 Central on CBS. Quick reminder, guys, leave us a rating, leave us a review, and subscribe to the pod. We'll have a post-game reaction up on Sunday, and then we'll be back into our uh, normal week, uh, twice-a-week episode schedule as uh, we keep rolling through this SEC-only slate for LSU. It gets going on Saturday. Thanks for being with us on this edition of the pod, and we'll catch you guys next pod. From producers Matt Damon and Ben Affleck, explore how art and music sustained hope during the siege of Sarajevo, thanks in part to humanitarians and the band U2. Kiss the Future, new documentary now streaming exclusively on Paramount+. Plus. Go to Paramount Plus to try it free. Terms apply.